Number 15. (laughs) Burger King foot lettuce. The following podcast is a production of the LAG Radio Network. I should probably use this time to introduce this podcast. (laughs) What's the name of the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gotten far into a name, but I'm going to welcome everybody listening. Uh, my name is uh, Creepy Pete, as everybody's aware of, and I'm joined by my awesome friend, Mitchell. Hello. Uh, we are recording this way late into the discussion, <laughs> so just making a note of that. Yeah. We're going to be talking about some horror and uh, just about anything. We, we've covered a lot of ground on this podcast, but we got a lot of fun stuff in here. Not that I would say it's really horror-related, but like... So today, I uh, I got like the week free trial of a uh, CBS All Access, that like shitty CBS service that they make you pay like nine ninety nine a month for to get like their backlog, and they have the uh, the new Twilight Zone going now, the one with like Jordan Peele, and they have the the two episodes up, and they're like pretty trash. Are they? I, they're pretty I don't know trash. a whole lot about them. Yeah, no, they're pretty trash. It, it was kind of a disappointment. You have one of like the most iconic shows to come out of that genre, like the sci-fi, like really crazy for the time. And you can't just let that be. <laughs> like they brought it back like once before, I think once before like 80s, 90s, and then that didn't stick. I wonder why. And now they're bringing it back again. and It's just like... It's like it's like a light version of Black Mirror. It's like Ooh, it's okay. like do you like Black Mirror? Love it. Fucking love it. Yeah. So watch this show <laughs> if you want like like if you want a diet from Black Mirror, you should watch uh, the new Twilight Zone. Is what I would say. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> that's that's okay. what I'd say. I mean, like I said, the so This is news to me. I didn't know they were bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. No, I the only reason why I was interested is because Jordan Peele, supposedly he's the guy that brought it back, like he narrates all the episodes. Which is cool, but like the two episodes that I've seen so far, and they're the only ones that are out right now. And you can only watch them on CBS All Access, so they're not even airing it on CBS. You have to buy the subscription service to see it, so they know it's shit. So they have to make you pay <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, so they have to trick you. <laughs> yeah, into they buying know it. it's shit. Like they really, they like, <laughs> they got all excited. They fucking recorded all of the episodes, and they're like, "This is really bad." But, <laughs> but everybody's so hyped for it. How can we still make our money back? Oh, shit. Yeah, we'll just make people pay $10 a month for CBS All Access where we'll pull a bunch of like our shitty shows from the past, give them a full backlog of that. But we know the only reason they're going to buy it is to watch the new Twilight Zone. And they're going to regret it. Every exactly. Time. But they're going to hang around because I assume they only release an episode per episode, right? Yeah. So they released the first two episodes on April Fool's Day. That's ironic. I know, okay. because it's shit. <laughs> and uh, it's a joke on everybody. And then, yeah, and then I think they're going to release a new episode every Monday, starting now, I think. But. Yeah, so it's not like Netflix, where they just release a whole no, season. See, you can't no. just pay the ten ninety nine, no. get in and get out. No, they're smart, man. It. There's a smart. They've been around a while. They've been around a minute. But no, so the first episode, I don't know if I should do any spoilers, so I'll keep it like as tame as I can. But. The first episode is about uh, a character that's like a stand-up comedian and he's like failing miserably. Like he's like a shit comedian. Like I think like he does this joke about um, he's talking about like the Second Amendment (laughs) and he's just like fucking bombing and he runs into like Tracy Morgan's character at a bar (laughs) and he's like, hey, I saw your set. 
it was kind of shit. And he was like, yeah, I know. If you have any notes for me, like, I would love to hear them. And he was like, well, I can make you a star. But as soon as he's like, you have to be personal with the audience. Like, you have to tell them things about you. And the people that you bring up in your, like, stand-up set will no longer be yours. Okay. And he's like, fuck yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I want fame. Let's go. So he learns the hard way. Like, the first set that he does that with, he has, like, his... Um, his wife or his girlfriend's like, it's like his nephew or some shit like that brings him up. And then like the dude just disappears. And then when he goes to ask his, uh, his girlfriend about it, she's like, who's that? So like he never existed. Yeah. And then he starts to figure out that everybody that he brings up in his standup set disappears. But what he gets from it is he like, instead of bombing and like be shit, everybody's like laughing and he's like becoming like the new up and coming comedian. Now, the problem with this episode is, like, even when he's doing those jokes where he's being personable, they're still not funny. Like, the <laughs> jokes are not funny at all, but everybody's, like, laughing hysterically. And I know yeah, that's not the point. It. Right, Yeah, right. I know that's not the point, but the it's, point like... The point is, like, he sold his soul kind Yeah, of but it's confusing because it's, like, okay, it's still not funny. <laughs> this is a really easy plot that, like, a fucking middle school could have wrote up. Like, this is, like, a story that I wrote <laughs> when I was in middle school on a fucking piece of paper. Like, when they're, like, hey, creative writing, let's, uh... <laughs> Write, write your craziest thing ever. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's this comedian <laughs> that just is bombing. But then he meets this guy and he's like, I'll make your dreams come true. <laughs> but in exchange, I'm going to take everything from you. And he's like, I don't have anything to begin with. So it's fucking cool. But then I realized that I had a lot of things that I love and I can't live without <laughs> them. Oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, we're like, I don't even have to spoil the episode. You know exactly what the fuck's going to happen. Like, dude, halfway through, I'm like, why am I watching this? I know what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to fucking happen. But you already paid the ten ninety. But I already paid the nine ninety nine. bro. I'm already locked in. I'm already locked in. I pay nine ninety nine for WWE Network. I pay nine ninety nine for Netflix. Like, I'm already in, man. So. So, yeah, so that was a gem. Loved that. <laughs> and then the second episode is. um it's a little bit better. It's still not great. It's a little bit better, but it's basically he gets on a plane. It's taking off to uh, Tel Aviv, Israel, and he finds this like MP3 player lodged in a seat that shows the same flight number that he's on. And it's like mystery of this flight. So he's like, what the fuck? What, what is this? So he puts his headphones in and it's explaining everything that's happening before it happens like on the plane. And it basically says that like an hour from takeoff, the plane like disappears and it's never heard from again. So he's like, what the fuck? I don't, and he starts like freaking <laughs> out. He gets all paranoid. And like, he starts like yelling at like people like, this is going to happen. And they're like, you're fucking crazy. Sit down. You fucking crazy fuck. And then, <laughs> and then lost like, happens. Pretty much dude. Like you're not, you're not far off really. Like, <laughs> like he gets all paranoid, but then he starts to realize that everything bad that's happening on the flight is because of his paranoia. Like he's creating, <laughs> he's creating all of the problems because he's listening to it and he's creating them. So long story short, the plane does fucking go down because of his <laughs> actions. And yeah. he was, he was tweaking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So again, like, w like halfway through the episode, you know, you're like, like I was dude, like with my girlfriend, like it's the same thing. Like she even said it out loud. She's like, Oh my God. He's the reason that this plane's going to go down. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Throw it in your face. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I'm not fucking 12. Like, be like, <laughs> it's like they watched Black Mirror and they're like, you know, this is really good, but it's really confusing. Can we make this like simpler? <laughs> yeah, but here's my thing with Black Mirror, right? Like, I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, uh, the movie's name is escaping me now. Bandersnatch? Yeah, Bandersnatch. 
I, I thought it was interesting. I ended up stuck in a loop because I didn't realize I had hit the end, so I just basically rewatched it for like right. an hour and a half before realizing, oh, hey, that's why I'm getting the same outcome. The movie's over. Yeah. Uh, because I'm an idiot and I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> but um, my thing yeah. with Black Mirror is every episode has a purpose, right? Like, it's showing you pieces of technology that everybody thinks like, oh, that'd be super cool to have. Like the eyes that always record everything or always being able to monitor your kids and know where they're at 24 seven. But every episode teaches you a moral lesson of like why we shouldn't rely on technology because that shit's going to fuck us up. Like none of them are good. I, well, my favorite one was a uh, Juniper Lee. I love that one with the retirement home when they, Oh, were- San Junipero. San Junipero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody loves that episode. I loved it. It's Every- great. I mean, it's I it's so hard not to there. like it. It's you hard not to go like to it. any decade. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and you it's like the, the only 80s, the nineties, sixties, seventies. Yeah. It's, and it's cool. It is cool, and it's like the only episode that ends like in a semi good ending, like a semi good ending. Yes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a good ending, but <laughs> for Black Mirror, it's pretty good. For Black Mirror, it's fucking like wedding day. It's like. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like, hell yes. I mean, it basically is because, like, they fall in love. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it does get depressing to an extent. No, and I guess Black Mirror is a really good um, example of this, too. Like, Black Mirror starting off as not a, like, a U.S. show. It starts off as, like, a British show. Yeah, I didn't realize that yeah. for the longest time. Yeah, like the first two seasons were not even U.S. It was a British show. And then Netflix picked it up. So then all of these like U.S. directors and U.S. actors and all that bring it back. And like I'm not going to shit on season three and season four. They're good seasons. Don't get me wrong. But it's different. You know what I mean? Like I it's a different su- dynamic. super huge on four. I did have moments like there was episodes in four that I really liked. Yeah. Like the Star Trek episode. Oh, I loved yeah. It. That was that was the highlight. Yeah, and I anybody that you talk to, that's the highlight. Like you can not watch all the rest. <laughs> I loved it. I got like three quarters of the way through and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is some creepy dude. Like this it's, is some creepy dude. And it, it's just a neck beard who just abuses yeah. the shit out of these and like we all do it like i play grand theft auto i just go on murder spree Fuck like, yeah. we all do it like it's yeah. crazy to think it just shows it in your face that technology can really screw us over if we're not careful yes. with it <laughs> well like, I, severely i think i think that's the whole message to black mirror like every episode has their own intricacies that they go into and they have all their different topics but i think what brings black mirror like center for everybody is that same message that technology is going at such a fast rate especially now that you know people are people are already starting to get paranoid about (laughs) what's possible like 10 15 years from now but like so like the movie Fuck the movie Her <laughs> with Joaquin Phoenix. Like the one where he falls in love with the robot. Yeah, right? like dude, I think that could happen like now. Oh, absolutely. I think, <laughs> I think it that is happening. Yeah, I think that could happen today. Like it's fucking insane. I mean, like it's the, like catfishing 2.0. Catfishing. <laughs> You've been catfished by a robot? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Su- I mean, yeah, we have <laughs> like I, I didn't even like realize, but yeah, like we all have at some yeah. point. Like Yeah. I've definitely had Saudi princes in my emails <laughs> telling me that they're related. <laughs> like, we've all been catfished by a robot. Like, that is a possibility. You know, if this was... You no, know, I don't mean to wear a tinfoil hat here, <laughs> but, like, we need to be fucking careful. Going back to Black Mirror. Yeah. 
my like overanalyzing stupid self would go crazy over the eyes. Like the eye modification you can have where you, it records everything you see. Oh, yeah. And like the guy yeah. just looks back at every interview and he analyzes every social interaction he has. Yeah. Definitely would be my social awkward ass. For sure. Just going <laughs> through my day like, where did I fuck up? Where did I fuck up? So horror is a really big thing for me. And I, and I think like the next couple of months are going to be like a really big uh, turn for this year of like horror because it's been kind of slow. But I know like oh I th- I'm not gonna lie I straight up thought you were saying horror horror yeah and there's I, a lot I of horrors like, out there. I was waiting for this like, to go somewhere because I'm like you know your girlfriend might listen. To this. Yeah, don't call your girlfriend a whore, dude. <laughs> She's a big fan of you. I know. I'm I I work beside you, bro. I know. Biggest fan. <laughs> Do you know? Okay, before I go into what I was gonna say, did you know that she like refuses to listen to my podcasts? Did you know that? Why? Um, I think what it is, is she doesn't want to cringe. She's like afraid that it's going to be like really cringy and she's not going to be able to like look at me in my (laughs) eyes and be like, I loved that podcast. She's going to have to be honest and be like, that was really shitty. (laughs) That's the fun of it though. I know. And I almost tell her, I was like, I really like, honestly, I'd almost prefer you to say that it's shitty (laughs) than to tell me that you love my podcast because that's fucking weird. Like everybody's shitty. We're all adults here. Yeah, dude. Like you just fucking wing it. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it's whatever. Um, I just thought that was funny, but no. So you're not alone though. There's people like in our network that refuse to even listen to their own shows. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of normal. I I get it. Yeah, like there's like one of the guys. He just he'll straight up tell you he's like, I don't like hearing myself on camera or on. On recording yeah it's like yeah I, I get that nobody likes hearing their own voice mm. i guess it, there probably are people <laughs> out there that do yeah i just think it's like a normal gut reaction to hear yourself and be like oh that's what i sound like yeah it's like we all sound different in our head than what we no i wish i had like one of those like you know who corpse husband is right hmm? on youtube corpse husband the dude that narrates like scary stories and shit no, no. Okay. I definitely listen to a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Familiar. I probably am familiar with him. Yeah. I just don't know him by name. I want his voice. His voice is like, girls will drop their panties just hearing his voice. Like, I don't even care if he's ugly. I really don't care. Like, that voice, though? <laughs> Woof. I'm, Woof. I'm a big Chills fan. A lot of people. Number 15. <laughs> yeah. Burger King foot lettuce. Everybody gives him hate. Dude, I, I don't hate chills. Have you? Okay. If we're no, gonna t- he has a per like, I get it. People say like, okay, the pacing of his voice sounds like he's always asking a question. Yeah. But it works really well when he's building suspense. It is. So, okay. But here's the thing. You're not going to talk about my boy chills <laughs> unless you listen to his music. <laughs> so... <laughs> He has music? Yes. Yes, he does. You're, you're not fucking with I'm him. I'm not fucking... He has a mixtape. Is it lit, fam? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to take I, that like, as a yes. So, dude. if you're a fan of his, sure. You'll enjoy it. You'll get a good laugh out of it. If you're just like somebody that doesn't know who the fuck he is and it came on, you'd be like, what the fuck <laughs> is oh, this? Oh, my neighbors are going to hate me tonight. Yeah, no, dude. If you haven't listened to it already, bump that shit. Bump it. <laughs> it's it's worth the listen. I, yeah, <laughs> it made my day for a little while. It was what I did for a while. Was listen to that. What's 
Because he covers like horror and mystery. Like, yeah. Does, like it's a mixtape. It's a rap, right? It's a rap, yeah. About horror and nah. mystery? It's, he, I think somebody broke his heart, I think. Oh, it's like, like Joji, Filthy Frank kind of stuff. Kinda. Like, kinda. But not like Krispy Kreme kind of stuff. No, like he, like you can tell that he's trying really, really hard to sound like this like dope hardcore rapper, but he just comes off as like blue collar Canadian trying to rap <laughs> and it's gold. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I probably haven't seen one. Of, I couldn't tell you last time I watched one of his videos. Definitely no, me neither. Within the last year. Yeah. But- I tend to watch his videos out of order, like, because they show up in, like, your recommended is, like, you know, your clickbait kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's chills. Okay, yeah, I like yeah. chills. Like, click on it and watch it. No, I, I think as of right now, and we've talked about this a little bit, but right now, like, the lead guys, like, the lead pack of, like, uh, like that kind of content on YouTube right now, <clears throat> I know Nightmare Expo is, like, kind of. I love Nightmare Expo. Yeah, and he didn't used to be as popular as he is now, but he's, like, steadily inclining. Just because there's not a lot of people that are doing it anymore, and he's like pretty consistent with his content, and his editing's got like a lot better over the last year too. Like you can definitely tell he takes a lot more serious. And then he's actually friends with another guy that goes by Scare Theater. Re- Scare Theater's a good one too. Scare Theater's good. Now Scare Theater, I'm not a big fan of like his voice. His voice is kind of off, but his content is always really good. And he actually like investigates the stuff that he talks about, so he can back up everything that he's saying. And he actually, like, takes it, like, very, very seriously. <laughs> Until, like, so there was a recent video that he did <clears throat> where, like, there was this guy. or I shouldn't say he's a guy. He's a kid. He was, like, 15 or some shit like that. I think he was in Chile, I think. And he was, like, crazy. And he, like, fucking killed this cat, like, on, like, on video. And uh, he claimed to get, like, an interview with this kid, like, over, like, I think it was Discord. And then he found out later that it was actually a fake person, like, it wasn't the actual kid that he interviewed and he got like all butthurt and he was like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like usually I'm on top of this stuff, but I was just so excited when I thought I had this interview with this kid. I just like ran with it and it turned out to not be the, <laughs> the kid. It was just some fake fan that was like, yeah, no, I'm the, you, you see that video about the kid that killed the cat? That's, that's fucking me, motherfucker. <laughs> had him going the entire time. Hell yeah. Well, I, I think what happened is cause like, a lot of these guys have their own um, Discord feed with, like, all of their Patreons and, like, their number one guys. Yeah, yeah. And I think somehow this guy got, like, past all of them. Like, he, like, he convinced... Yeah, he convinced yeah. his whole squad that it was him. Yeah, because you can't just hit him up and be like, yeah. yeah, I'm that guy. And he'd be like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, whatever. and I can't remember how they found out that it wasn't, but I think it was something along the lines of, like, they somehow got a hold of like where the IP like was coming from, or they like got a hold of like was it even same state? Yeah, and I don't even think it was like well, in the it was same in Chile. Yeah, right? it wasn't even yeah. like in the same side of the country. I don't think. I think it was actually somebody in the United States. I think, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no. So, but those are like the two. Those are like the two big guys right now for me. Anyway, I think there's other people. Like, if we're talking just straight narration, I think Mr. Nightmare is like pretty big i know babusta's still doing shit and he's pretty good um corpse husband was like the guy but he's like been sick and then he'll like take hiatuses and he has like some mental issues so he's been out of the game for a while now not sure if he's gonna come back or not (laughs) i hope so because he's like the guy i'm telling you his voice is like Like it's like it's like asmr for horror lovers that's what it is 
That's I'm what it's I'm going to look into this. Yeah, Dude, he's I'm not, dope. I'm sure I'm going to watch his videos and be like, yeah, okay, I've seen this. Because I'm yeah. sure it's popped up. Well, his, okay, so, so his dark web stories are where it's at. Like, he, his content, like, I don't know where he got the dark web stories from, but they are, like, you're not going to hear stories like that from any other channel. Like, they were. You know, here's my oof. beef with the dark web. Huge beef. YouTubers who go on and do dark web unboxings <laughs> are the most fucking it's stupid bullshit I've ever seen of just random items that somebody pays, like, supposedly, allegedly, they pay, like, a bulk sum of money, yeah. and they ship them this package of supposed and allegedly cursed items, supposedly and allegedly murder items that are, like, clearly just random junk that they found around their house. Well, and some of them are not even believable. At all, yeah. Yeah, like, some of them still have the fucking tags on from, like, Target and Walmart and, like, (laughs) Spirit Halloween. You're like, all right, man, yeah, I saw that same shit, bro, $6.99. Like, (laughs) let's let's get lit, bro. (laughs) Target's full of cursed items, man. Fuck yeah, man. (laughs) Like, God, I'm just trying to get my groceries and bloody fruit everywhere. Like, I'm pretty sure. Baby heads. And don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure, like, even, like, Jake Paul and, like, some of those motherfuckers did it. God I'm pretty damn. sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it got that big. They're like, we need a slice of this. So we we bring it. It was one of my proudest moments in audio engineering. Uh, <laughs> we bring this up in a lot of podcasts, but the first episode of my show, Creepy Pete's Pasta Party, is on a game called Doki Doki Literature Club. I did a, I did, um, I did a Twitch stream. Did you? Okay, so you're familiar yeah, with it. Yeah, I, I played Doki Doki with a friend of mine. Yuri's your waifu, right? Team Yuri? Oh, I love Yuri so much. Yes, Yuri's the yes. purple hair one, right? Yeah, everyone oh gives me God, shit. yes. No. Everyone gives me shit for Dude, Yuri. Dude, no, no, no. I love her crazy. And she was so crazy and dark. I, yeah. I love it, yeah. We could, we could spend a whole time, but... but BTWGs, man. Oh, Big titty yeah. goth girlfriends. <laughs> I took... So the intro for the Doki Doki Literature Club yeah. pasta party... Yep. Is just 30 seconds of me taking, uh, I, I took clips from Logan Paul just <laughs> freaking out saying like, oh, this shit's fucking, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Oh, no. he's, he's like, I need to go drink some more of this sake <laughs> and down it. And the entire time I have the Doki Doki theme like playing behind it. Uh, I'll play it for you before you leave. It, it's gold. <laughs> it's been months since I've heard it, but it I separated that file and put it in a separate folder in my my external drive just so I can take a look back and listen to it. I was rewatching a bunch of the Goosebumps. Yeah. And I forgot just how bad some of that acting is. Well, and like but that's the fun of it. It's so corny and cheesy that it's great. Well, here's what's fucked up about that cuz I I definitely agree with you. But I remember watching Goosebumps when I was younger and I thought that it was like the coolest, like yeah, most I like innovative it. shit ever. When I was ever. a kid, that was my shit. Yeah, and then you watch it now and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me think They're like so off the wall well, yeah. and crazy. But it just makes me think like was this actually good for back in the day? And I've just seen so much newer, better shit now that like it sucks now or did it always suck and I was just stupid? Like, I don't like, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Right. Because like R.L. Stein, like with like everybody knows Goosebumps. Like it's a household name at this point. Yeah. But it's definitely, it shows its time. It's, sure. It didn't age well. Yeah. Not at yeah, all. Yeah. No. And like on top of that, like you get like creepy kids like us who like that kind of like suspenseful horror stuff yeah. and we're going to eat it up like candy. 
Yeah. Because there's really nothing to compete with it on the market. No. I mean, what, there was Tales from the Crypt that was actually even before that. That's probably even more trash. There was the... Oh, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, I wanted to call it a campfire. Here's the thing, thing about that reason. because I I don't remember what it was on, but for a short time you could watch those episodes on something. Really? Yeah, and I watched some of them, and those aren't even that good. They're dated as well, which is weird because I remember being art like I remember when I first watched that I thought it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Like there was, and I, there was like a specific episode, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was an episode where. This girl had to stay at this, or no, she didn't stay at the house. She got dared to stay at a house like overnight, where like there was like a ghost of like a like a young girl that died there, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember. And I this. remember that episode being so fucking terrifying as a kid. And I watched it like that. That this was probably years ago now, and I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> like what?" Yeah, it was a trip. <laughs> it was a trip to think something that terrified me so much as a kid watching it again and just being like, yeah, man. <laughs> Do you remember like the Alvin Schwartz, the um, God, I am blanking on them, but he had a couple of the books and they were just like, um, it was scary stories. I should know. I did a podcast on a few of them. Yeah. Um, scary story. Are you talking about like the thing that uh, Guillermo del Toro is doing? That he's like remaking? Not that I'm aware of. Because I know Guillermo del Toro is like. I know you've seen him. Um, like the. I'll show the background on my computer. Okay. Uh, the I know you've seen the artwork and I know you've seen the stories. These guys. And they were all in a book. And oh, like they all have their own corresponding yeah, thing. I have them. seen that stuff. Yeah, what is it called? I, I, dude, I totally it's know what you're talking so about. So blanking on me. The author is Alvin Schwartz, and he did a couple. It's scary stories. Something. I have my phone here. I should probably just Alvin. Google it. Alvin Schwartz. Yeah, author. What are they called? Okay, scary stories to tell in the dark, and that's yes, what it was. Yeah, scary so stories to tell in the Guillermo dark. Guillermo del Toro is making a movie based on those stories. Really? Yes. Now I watched like the sneak preview of it, and it looks fucking god awful. <laughs> Even from him, though, really? Oh man! So you're a fan of Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, I like some of his work. I'm not like a diehard fan. Yeah. Um, I definitely just like the classics. You know, like, well, see, here's the thing with him, man. Like, when I first when I first started watching him and I first heard about him, I thought that he was like a god of his craft, which he may still be. But I started watching like even like some of his newer stuff. Like for instance, um, it started going downhill for him when he made what was that fucking horrendous. Uh, Crimson Peak. So yeah. He, so he made the movie Crimson Peak, and like I wasn't a huge fan of it. Everybody was so pumped for it, and they showed the trailer like wherever you turned, it was there, and like everybody's like, it's gonna be a fucking masterpiece, nah. and it just was not. It was. It, I felt it was cheesy. Yes, and then The Shape of Water comes out and wins the fucking Oscar for best feature film. I heard it's phenomenal. I haven't gotten around to watching. Here's the it, thing, like. But the reason why I haven't watched it, and I don't know if I ever will, is because everybody that I've talked to about the movie, they say that it's literally not even really a horror movie. It's it's a romance movie of a girl falling in love with that monster. 
And like the cinematography and all that's really fucking good, which it's going to be because it's Guillermo del Toro. But it just didn't seem like it was a very like inspired story. It just kind of seemed like a very blank, very dry story that looks beautiful. That's how I felt about Crimson Peak. Well, that's like the architecture and everything is great. Like the deteriorating castle mansion is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. But come on, this whole thing is basically you're going to sum it down to like undead or vampires, whatever they were. It's just basically insurance fraud. They're just trying to scam the title out. Yeah. Get a bunch of money and then rebuild the house. Yeah, I just... Some of, it was cheap. Some of his decision-making just makes me scratch my head because you have all that talent and you have all that market and what do you have to show for it? That's that's my issue with... I would say that's my big issue with Guillermo del Toro. And it always has been. Like, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is awesome. I mean, Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, he did another movie... That was really good, and I'm blanking on the name. But it was really good, too. So, like, he's still going to go down as Yeah, a great director, by all means. But, yeah, if somebody was to ask me, like, name, like, your your top horror directors, he would not be in that list for me, personally. But I know he'd make that list for a lot of people, but not, not for me. Have you ever seen the movie Grave Encounters 2? Oh, the second one? Yeah. I've yet to see the first one. I love the second one. I was not expecting the twist on it. Well, it, The whole, like, demonic hospital building that just, like, it's very silent, hilly, and it just If you like the second at. one, then, yeah, you should definitely check out the first one. Yeah, I... This entire... Netflix only had the second one for the longest time. Yeah. I need to go out. I didn't know... So, up until this point... Because I was not aware that there actually was a first one. I thought <laughs> I thought them referencing the first one was just a part of the movie. And Grave Encounters 2 was just... You like, thought it was like a Vindicators 3 thing? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah, up until just now. Dude, there exactly wasn't even a one or a two, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just a plot device in the movie. Like, yeah, the yeah. first one existed, but the movie's about the second one. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought this whole thing was. So I have homework to do now. <laughs> Yes, you do. And I think one thing we should do too that would actually I think it would make this episode like really stand out is we should talk about what like what would you say is like the best horror franchise? Like the best series. Ooh, that's a tough one. Cuz like, okay. Let's let's just name some. So like you have we'll, we'll name like the main ones. We'll yeah, name like, like Freddy and Jason. Like like Halloween. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. You could say Saw. You could say Paranormal Activity. You could say, I mean, the list, Insidious, The Conjuring Universe. I'm a little bit of beef with The Conjuring Universe. So I entered The Conjuring Universe with The Nun. Major fuck Why? up. Why? Major fuck Why? up. Why? That's the them, first film you've seen in the Conjuring series? The first one, I, I watched them way out of order. So I watched The Nun. No. I hated it. I thought it was cheesy. It was trash. I, I was so, like, the entire movie is based just on the plot device. It was very deus ex, right? So yeah. the entire thing is they conveniently have the blood of Jesus that conveniently stops all their problems. Conven- like, everything was just too convenient. Everything right. is just the power of. Well, no, it's a stupid right? fucking movie. I mean, even if it is convenient, it. it was stupid. The the way they did the aesthetics on the nun, I did not like. No. And I wish they explained more of the the main nun who oh, the the girl who never moves, the undead nun who just yeah. like haunts the place. Lit like she's in there for like three scenes. I was so disappointed. 
So I was telling my mom because my mom asked me what I thought about the nun. I tell her I hated it. I didn't care for it at all. It I I I let it out, right? She's like, "Okay, but you like the other conjurings, right?" I wasn't aware that that movie was a part of the conjuring universe. So I watched the conjurings and I loved them. They were great. They yeah. were phenomenal. I thought yeah. they were awesome. I've yet to start Annabelle, but I'm Don't because I'm, I'm nervous that I'm going to feel the same so way I did about the nun. The first Annabelle is not good. The second Annabelle is good, which is weird because you and the Conjuring is the yeah, same usually way. Usually, it's the other way around. But the Conjuring is the same way. I like the second one. Yeah, more than thought, the first yeah. one. I think the, the first f- one was good. The first I one was really it. good, and I think the first one did a better job of the buildup because the last like twenty minutes of the Conjuring is like prime time the conjuring 2 though like the whole movie you're just you have that feeling in your stomach where you're like yeah this isn't good this is no more yeah Yeah. the conjuring one the first half of the movie like yeah you know shit's fucked up but it still just kind of feels like an average like horror like kind of film it's not until that final i'll say the final half an hour where you're like okay yeah james wan's at work yeah yeah (laughs) james wan is at work take my money yeah conjuring two the whole movie i'm like okay i'm i'm in i'm in now i think some of the i think some of the aesthetic and some of the some of the decisions they made as far as like the script writing and the plot on the second one was kind of far-fetched ish um I but, feel like it can, but I'll give it a pass, right? Well, like, like, okay, like the old guy in that chair yeah. in the second one, it's just kind of like, okay, like yeah. cop out, but whatever, right. that's fine. Exposition, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. for exposition. Yeah, 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 but whatever. Um, but I, if we're going to talk like James Wan, right, if we're going to talk like his his main achievement, right, I think... And this is a hard one, right? Because everybody has like their favorite James Wan film. Some people fucking hate James Wan for whatever reason. Um, but like, if we're talking like his most underrated films, there's that one film. What's, what the fuck is it called? It's the film Dead Silence. I haven't seen it. So Dead Silence is a movie about um, it's dummies, basically. Okay. And I, I don't remember, like, it's been a while since I've seen it. And the plot's kind of all over the place. But I want to say it's about, like, a ventriloquist. And, like, the dude, like, goes back. I don't know if it was, like, his hometown or if he was related to somebody. But he goes back and, like, it gets fucked up. And it's, it's a really good movie. It's not, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, as good as Insidious. But, like, you knew that there was good to come with this guy. Like, you watch the film and you just see it. You're like, okay, this yeah, is going to be... It's got potential. There's, like, right? something's coming from this, right? And, like, the first Saw, right? Like, as, as under budget as that film was and as well scripted as that movie was... Like, I have problems with Saw, but I do enjoy them. Well, I, I, think, I think for I what... I enjoy them a lot. I, I think, like John as a character yeah, so much. I think for what it is, I think for the idea... I think it was a hit. I think they did a really good job. I don't think that the other Saw movies are like even really necessary. <laughs> That's just it. Anything past like Saw 4, 5, and even that might be pushing it. I think it's just kind of like them like just hashing John out, just like I you know We get it, you can't get rid of him. I think Saw 1 and Saw 2. Like Saw 2 was good. 
I wouldn't say Saw Two was great, but it was good. Like you I watch it. Saw Two, yeah. Yeah, like I like I. I, like I said, I wouldn't say I love Saw 2, but I definitely appreciate Saw 2 because they didn't, it wasn't like shittier quality than the first one by much. Like it was definitely still enjoyable. I thought the plot was believable at times. I thought that like some of the. There's a lot of things in Saw that are just. That just don't really make sense. Yeah. You're just like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Like, okay. I, I thought John died four Saws ago. Yeah. Like, how the fuck is he back? Oh, but, guess what? He's back. Yeah. <laughs> but some of the death scenes in Saw 2 really got to me more the, than the some of them. Saw 2 is what got me into Saw. That was the first yeah. one that I watched. And I was like, okay, I want to see the first one. Now I want to see yeah. the third one. Now, Saw 3 is where it started to lose me. Like, I can still watch Saw 3, but that's where, like, I could tell that the quality was really starting to diminish. And then Saw 4 on is just, like, Yeah, I enjoyed a lot of moments in Saw 4. But that's definitely, for me, where that line is of, like, where it's just kind of like, okay, how much more of this can we keep doing? Like, we get it. Like, we understand how the games work. We understand why they're being done. Yeah. Just, just leave it. Just, just leave cut it. it while you're ahead. <laughs> leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> yeah. But I think, and I think that's what's really hard for. I think that's what's kind of killed James Wan for me is because all of these awesome films like like Saw One, Insidious One, The Conjuring, like all these films that he makes that are like pretty gold. Other directors and other writers get their hands on the sequels, and it almost just ruins. <laughs> yeah. What he made, like. You I can't, get it. You're gonna make money. It's yeah. like it's Saw, right? But like, like you can't watch the original movies the same if you've seen like right. the sequels because it just ruins it. It's like okay, cool. Some things are better left. Yeah, unknown. backstories that weren't even fucking necessary. Yeah, like and backstories that are just kind of like disappointing. Yeah, just kind of like really, like I much like. What I had in my head was way cooler than that. Yeah, like some of the latest uh, Insidious movies, I didn't even want to see them because I didn't want it to. Because <laughs> like Saw 1, really good. Or not, I mean Insidious 1, really good. The second Insidious I thought was pretty good too, I thought. Um, and again, that was pretty much it. Like all the other Insidious movies after that. Either I didn't see it or it was just not... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I haven't not seen anything past the second one. But I did enjoy one and two. No, I, I thought I thought well one, one, no matter how you feel about it, I don't care who you are, number one is like almost at masterpiece level for horror just because it kind of came out of nowhere. Like I remember when it first came out, it wasn't like advertised that much and it wasn't really... like I don't think it was intended to be as successful as it was but it was like a huge fucking success and it was one of the only movies that i've been to in theater where i felt like the whole theater was terrified like together like, everybody everybody was edge. scared like there wasn't one person in the theater that was like gay <laughs> well that's fucking lame <laughs> you know yeah that's fucking stupid dude <laughs> like everybody was like oh oh <laughs> god damn <laughs> yeah no i remember i remember that but no, I think Insidious, I think Insidious, no matter who you are, no matter if you've seen it or not, that's, it's always going to have a place in that stature. And then Insidious 2 for it being a sequel was pretty, was pretty too par. I would say, I guess it was somewhat necessary. They probably didn't have to make it, but it, 
They made it enough to work yeah, fit. It worked. It I don't didn't remember, seem out of place. Yeah, I don't remember if James Wan directed the second one or not. I think he did, but I'm not sure if he did or not. It's been a while since I've yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I own it, too. And that's when they... So was the nun first introduced in the first one or the second one? Because I feel like I the second it's one... the second one. Well, yeah, either way, I know the second one, that's where they go into, like, deep detail. Yeah, and they give you the subtle hints that it's coming because they give you, like, those little shots. Well, I gotta tell you, man, some of the parts in the second Insidious with that nun were some of the most terrifying shit that I've seen, like, in a horror film in a while. Like, the first one was terrifying... In the sense that, like, there was a bunch of different monsters that were just as terrifying as the other. As to where the second one, like, it was the same kind of thing, but once the nun was really focused on, you're like, oh my fuck. <laughs> yeah, and they like, built it up to be so super good. cool. So cool. Yeah. yeah, it was a cool story. It was a cool premise. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I would say, I don't know, but as far as, like, the best horror franchise, it's... I guess you could say that, but... A lot of my favorite horror movies, like... And I like some... Like, my mom hate... I loved The Lazarus Effect. My mom hated it. My mom oh, thought no. it was horrible. I loved it. I loved it because Evan Peters was in it. And, like, it was a, one, <laughs> a one-off thing, right? Evan Peters was in it. The girl who played one of the doctors in houses in it. And Wasn't I Olivia their, Wilde in that? In The Lazarus Effect? I believe so. The The main girl who gets possessed and brought back from the dead is the one who plays in the house. I'm pretty and sure Evan it's Olivia Peters Wilde. plays this like funny, sarcastic, like stoner character. Yeah, that's and, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, I loved it. I thought it was a, like, it's not the best movie. It's not my favorite horror movie. It's not like groundbreaking or anything, but I loved it. I thought it was a ton of fun. I thought the suspense was great. I thought the story definitely had quite a bit of holes in it, but like, I'll, I'll give it a pass. Like, it was a fun little little trip for me. I enjoyed it. My mom hated it. Well, what's funny about that movie is it has a fucking star ass cast. I mean, it's yeah, got, it's it got Mark Duplass in it. It's got fucking Donald Glover in it. It's got Ray Wise in it. Which I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Donald Glover's in it. But yeah, yeah Ray Wise is like a fucking horror icon, and he's in it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was well done. I enjoyed it. It may not be the best, but hey. No, I'm. Like, you know what? We're gonna put it on record now. I'll watch it. That'll be my homework. I'll I'll rewatch it. It's I'll see. it's good. I haven't rewatched it in a, probably a few months. I definitely watched it over the holidays at some point. Yeah, no, I'll definitely rewatch it. I it's it's worth it. I like it. So, but here's the thing. This is what I would say. If we're like my last thing on like best horror franchise, I would say. My favorite horror franchise, if the other movies in the installment weren't such ass and like not like taken care of the way that they were, it would be Silent Hill. Just because the first Silent Hill movie is like groundbreaking. I'm I'm so happy you brought that up. <laughs> well, so. it's groundbreaking, but like the other Silent Hill movies are just like so trash. They're See, so bad. I am die hard Silent Hill. Like, yeah. I love the Silent Hill games. Yes. I am so deep into that lore. It is, like, cringeworthy, right? Yeah. I really... So the second movie, they play it off as the third game where you play as Heather. And, like, 
most of it lines up, but there's like major fuck ups. Like Pyramid Head, they completely ruined Pyramid yeah. Head. He is not at all like Pyramid Head is a representation of Harry Mason's sexuality. Right. Like he is like the sex demon that has been pushed back into the far depths of his reserve. He is not like this protector of Silent Hill that they made him out to be. I had so many I had such high hopes for those movies. Yeah. And I felt so left down and betrayed. But I love Silent Hill so much that I still enjoy those movies. Even though I fucking hate their plot. Well, I know for sure, like, the last one they did was trash. Like, I don't think I even watched it all the way through. I enjoyed the plotline that they took with it. Because it does follow where the game takes you, but it goes in a complete south direction. Yeah. Like, complete. It veers so far from the actual, like, canon lore. Because they keep up with the cult stuff, but they don't touch on any of the psychological stuff that Silent Hill does. But I gotta tell you, man, like, the first, the first movie, like, changed my fucking life, man. The transformation scenes are great. When they enter from Silent Hill's fog world to the nightmare world, those scenes of just the paint peeling is crazy. Phenomenal. No, it changed my fucking life. It they, changed my outlook on a lot of shit. That is my favorite CGI effect ever. Like Silent yeah. Hill could not have pulled that off. Better. Well, I think what pisses me off about that is if if you go on, like if you search enough on that film, a lot of people shit on it. And I don't get how. And I don't get how they can. A lot of it comes there. just from like Silent Hill's lore is extremely deep because it yeah. always alternates from the cult to the psychological. Yeah. I completely understand how people, because I didn't care for the first one because it makes Alessa seem like something. She, I don't know. It's just it, it. A lot of stuff is cut and not mentioned. Yeah. That makes Silent Hill so much cooler, and they really just downplayed Silent Hill into this like, yeah, it's a cursed place and it's haunted and it like. They don't bring out any of the stuff like Silent Hill is like a personal hell for everybody who enters it. Yeah. And I wish they would touch on that, but they just made it into this like blanket world, which it kind of is to an extent. I guess where I'm going with that is like, I get why people hate it, but I also see why people love it so much because it is done in like, it's not bad. Like it's not a trash film. Like people say it is. I I don't think, I think it's a great fucking film. Like, I've always thought highly of it. I love Silent Hill. So, like, I'm a, I'm a Silent Hill You're slut. You're like, dude, you don't have to fucking sell me. Like, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I you, like the movie. <laughs> you, you could show me a Barney film and just put Silent Hill in the branding, and I'd be like, I love this. This is great. This is great. No kids are dying, but this is great. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say that'd be one of my favorite franchises if it wasn't for the other... Uh, other films. I really like the games, though. I always did. I always oh liked yeah, the games. Everybody shits on the fourth game, the apartment one, where you're stuck in, the, and everyone's like, "It's not Silent Hill. Like it, it's not the same." Game Wait, which one is that? The fourth one. What's the apartment? They call it like the room or whatever. Oh, you're like yeah. locked in, and like your gateway into Silent Hill is through a hole in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, a lot of people shit on that game, but I thought it was really enjoyable. I loved the Silent Hill games. Anything yeah. past four, I'm not really cool with, but one through four, I think, are just classics. Yeah, not for sure. 
for show. I'm probably going to use this time now to sign off. It's been a great time having you here, man. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Hopefully this can be... Oh, this will be a regular thing, yeah. <laughs> Dope. This podcast is kind of like we're just shooting the shit, having yeah. fun. We didn't plan any of it. We just kind of decided to run the trains and get some stuff out there. But, yeah, we definitely got some stuff lined up for the future. It'll be fun. Yeah, no, it should be, should be a good time. should be a good time. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get... Hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping at some point, I'm hoping that... Uh, our boy Chills gives us a, <laughs> a shout out. A shout out. By the way, I want to talk about my sponsor. <laughs> I need to make a note when I'm editing this to go through and yeah. find all of your impressions and just make a huge thing out of it. Number 15. <laughs>